Hi, this is Anne-Marie Fox and you're listening to my podcast On Your Terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hi, um, I'm delighted to welcome you all back to my podcast on your terms. Today, I'm so excited to find out more about my guest, Mary Lynn. Hi, Mary. Well, good morning, Amory, and I'm very excited to talk to you this morning. Great. How are you keeping? Great. I'm absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm so excited to chat to you about the changes you've made and the journey you're on mm-hmm. right now. So, um, as I said, thanks for being my guest. And firstly, just maybe tell me a bit about who Mary Lynn is and your business. Yes. Um, well, um, as you know, my name is Mary Lynn. And um, it's very funny because usually I'm listening to, um, I'm very interested in the story, the story, everybody's yes. story. And now you're getting to hear my story. So, and I can't wait. Um, I'm so so excited. <laughs> so I am. I am. I'm a trained holistic counselor and psychotherapist, and I'm based in Galway. And um, this is a relatively new business. I've been. I've trained uh, two years ago now, and I. My whole business is about meeting people and really helping them to find meaning and purpose in their life. That's really what most people come. Yeah. yeah, most people come to therapy when they just lost a sense of themselves. And, you know, like most of us can relate to that, especially I see a lot of women in midlife, um, which I am. I'm a woman in midlife. And it's just when you lose a sense of yourself. Um, but a lot of people ask me, what what is therapy about? And sure, wouldn't it be just as easy to talk to a friend? And yes, that's very beneficial. But the the whole value in therapy, I suppose, is being giving yourself that space to find okay. out your own feelings and your own emotions. And that's how we were. It's very much based on the relationship between you and your therapist, based right. on trust. Okay. okay. And um, kind of finding out what it is that your values are, what it is that you want. And most of the time we're not happy or we're feeling a bit lost when we're not living our life to the means or what we what we really expected, our values, what we yeah. want, be it... Yeah you know, our life, if it's not going in according to what we want it to be, that's when we end up kind of feeling a bit lost. Um, And uh, also at the psycho part of it, the psychotherapy, because people find that that a bit strange, but that part is really about the subconscious. So we don't really, we think we're in control of things and in control of our minds, but we're actually 90 percent really of us is controlled by the subconscious mind. We we describe it as a fascinating fascinating and so you can only control what you're aware of so therapy is all about awareness and really if you only when you become aware that's where the work is of what it is sometimes you may think you're doing something for a certain reason and then when you really dig deep and become aware you might realize it's it's actually from somewhere else and a lot of our yeah very very it's very interesting and it sounds amazing yeah and we and we can only we really it's what we're not aware of really controls us so that's why it's different talking to a friend okay okay yeah yeah absolutely and what made you study this you said you went back three or four years ago what was your interest in it is it something you're I always interested always had an interest in it I um always had an interest in people and I, I grew up in a guest house um, I'm originally oh. from Mayo. 
Oh, yes, so right. we had family guest house. So I, and I was a very introverted child, which a lot of people find very strange now because wow. I never stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> you found yourself. Yeah, I, I was an only I was an only child for um, six years until my lovely sister came along, and I I was very very introverted. Very I lived in my own little world and that. But my family moved, and then we had a guest house, and I think. That really brought, I loved meeting people. I, I actually remember we had a guest, a few guests, and when they left in the beginning, when we started, I they stayed with us quite a long time. Wow. I was heartbroken when they left. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. so, so interesting. Guess, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, so it's the people. It's really here. The story. The that's what I'm interested stories. in. Yeah. yeah. And bring you, just as you mentioned, being young and in the guest house and that, like, what did you want to be when you were young and uh, did, can you recall what, what you thought you would be when you oh, grew up as such? Oh, yeah, that, that's a lovely question. Um, yes, I do remember when I was really young, I remember I had a fascination with ballerinas. Oh, wow. And I wanted to be a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was the first thing. And I remember, and I never, I used to, I don't know, must have been on, because we only had RT1 and 2, I think, at the exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. I remember um, it must have been on in the afternoon or that, but I, I could never make up my mind whether I wanted the tutu, you know, the little sticky out one, <laughs> or the long one. And uh, But I, the only thing is, I never told anybody this is my head so I and also I'm quite tall I'm five five nine so I, I don't think I'd ever and I'm not a very small woman I'm not big but I'm not small, so I never would have made never would have made a ballerina and um, did you and ever I, did you ever go down the route did you ever do classes at that age, young age or was it just a black dream so, yeah just a complete dream I can't even dance that well <laughs> but I I also loved art I was um like my daughter I I really wanted I, my my ambition was to become a fashion designer and oh. I when I left school I was only 16 when I finished school but I had only I only put down one thing on my for my leaving cert what I wanted to do and that was I wanted to go to the National College of Art and Design the NCAD, NCAD. in Dublin yeah yeah that was my dream and I did a portfolio and went up and I didn't get accepted and, and rightly so, because I wasn't, I was not good enough, but I then ended up doing um, tourism. I knew I wanted to travel as well. So I did tourism and travel in Calbert Street. Okay. That's where I started off. And, and then firstly, like when you didn't get accepted to NCAD, like at the time, and I know you said rightly so, and it's probably easy looking back now, but at the time, how did that feel? Oh, it was, I had no plan B. I had no, I really thought you didn't, I you didn't have anything else at all down on the CAO. No, no. Okay. Uh, um, I had nothing else. I was very young. I, I said, I grew up in Mayo. I'm, I, I, even though it was in the town, I grew up in a town, but, um, you know, I had, this was it. I just thought, should they just take me on? Of course they were going to have me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. So I, um, you know, my parents did tell me, they, they thought I'd go into teaching. My dad was a teacher, all my uncles were teachers. Um, and actually, my sister happens to be a teacher now, but it's, and all my sister-in-laws are teachers. So teaching was within our, within our yeah. families and, uh, and lecturing. And I, I had considered it, but then I thought, no, I was going to go a different route. Okay, okay. Was, where was that? I didn't know. So I did the tourism and travel and I loved that. And I was living up in Dublin and I also, I had to get work on a Saturday just to start in a travel agency. And I started working in 
who's they're still there that's that's how busy they were pab travel pab and i would do work there on a saturday just to get some work experience and then i would uh, we also took bookings at home for barton's bus they used to go up and down to dublin and I was career on the bus as well. So oh, wow. I'd work there. Yeah. And I'd come down and then I go back up again on Sunday um, after coming down for the night, go out for the night, get up the next morning Goodness. and work in the B&B. Didn't matter what time you're out until you're up the next morning and then do career and back then to college then the next day. Fair play so, to you. Yeah. That's tough going. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but it was, it was great. I really, like I went out and enjoyed myself and everything. And then they um, asked me to stay on in PAB and after I finished and I actually ended up becoming a manager in there. I was, I was only about 20. I was a very young uh, front-of-line manager. Didn't go down too well with my colleagues that I was working with because they were there longer and they were older. But we, we managed, and I was there for quite a few years, and I loved it. And okay. I loved the people I worked for, and I'm still friendly with them in Dublin with Anthony and Kelly, who but it was like a little family yeah very busy getting back to the people side as well as you know and I think that's quite interesting to hear that you're still in contact with a lot of them and it was the people you worked with that you loved people I loved I loved and I remember leaving I remember knowing that I had to leave and it being a huge the ambivalence knowing that I I always felt that I I it was should I stay should I go but I did leave and we had a big party when I was leaving and I um I did go then again was travel and I worked then for um flyway tours and Michael Steen but in their long haul department okay. and I loved that and I also then went back I went back to college uh, I studied marketing okay and I did four years I did a um I did four years a degree in marketing by night and Super. Uh, so I worked there and I loved that as well and again I very very worked very hard there had great time went out and everything and then remember again the feeling came again that I had to leave and that wow. was a real big I, I, I'm not good on leaving but I do it but I, again, and when you say like, you oh, had to leave like what 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 do you mean you had to leave was something changing inside you or was it an external yeah. thing it definitely was felt I felt I I you know, I couldn't go any further than I was there. So okay. I knew I needed to go somewhere else. I, I, I always had ambition. I, you know, I always worked hard. And, yeah. um, and I was always a rewarder for working hard. But, I, you know, you get to know your colleagues. I enjoyed very hard work. Yeah. Um, and then I went to work then. I left. Uh, very, I, I'm in contact with them still as well, oh. a, few, a few from there. And I went to work then for... Um, it's called for another Michael and BTI, which is Business Travel International. And they were they were quite big. They were okay. actually um, part of a global company, and that was very corporate. So I worked with the likes of huge pharmaceutical companies and AIB and banks okay. and um, and I, I was. And was a, this more bringing your marketing into it then as well? Yeah. Okay. That was okay. my and I was a, I was a team leader there as well. So there was big responsibility and. You know, we, I was there as well when uh, September the 11th happened. So oh, that was, okay. yeah, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, trying to get people back home. And uh, I also, um, I, w- I got married around that time as well, just before I left. I was just getting married and then I, I went to work for BTI and uh, I loved the work, absolutely loved it. And, but um, we knew, my husband and I always, he's from the West as well. And we knew at some stage we'd like to move 
back somewhere west. Yeah, so yeah. Galway, I'm Mayo I'm from, but Galway was always, he went to college here actually in Galway, into the university. And yeah. we always thought this would be a good place to come. So and fact. yeah, so with a very happy but heavy heart, I left BTI. And okay. I'm still in contact with them as well. So I, it was always, you know, you, I always loved where I worked. I really That's loved so where important. I Yeah, yeah, I love to hear that. Yeah. Love, I absolutely loved it. And I, um, they actually offered, that they said, when they, they asked me what I was going to be doing. And I actually had no idea. I didn't know what I was going to do when I came to Galway. I knew yeah. nobody. And they said they'd set me up from home if I wanted that I could work from oh, home. Oh, wow. Well, we had no home at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> and did you leave Dublin without a job in Galway? Yeah, I left Dublin. Yeah. But a friend of mine, she worked, um, she started up an event management company and she always said she she felt that we, she worked with me one stage in travel and we were, we, we were very good oh, friends. Okay. And she said, if, you know, if I'd, love to work with you and we could do something you could be in I'm thinking of expanding the business right and um, so we I, when I came to Galway now we were living in a hotel for a while because we had no accommodation and um, but I started up that business and she the, the only the funny thing about it is when I look back now we were both actually going through fertility treatment oh time. my goodness wow and did you yeah. both know that at the time or yes was yes nobody knew um i hadn't told friends or family or anybody but she knew and i think a few of her her friends and family did know but nobody knew about my my wow. husband and i oh my so, goodness so to imagine <laughs> yeah. the fact that you were both together um in the business side of things as well probably helped your your journey you know yeah did. definitely now she then she became pregnant and uh, um and that was fantastic but i and the business was very was busy but i was it was it was a real learning experience for me and i we we she would have been uh, it was i would have much i realized i've found something out about myself um from this work that i actually don't really like working by myself and um, from home on my own isn't that I, amazing I, yeah. yeah it was a huge because we were busy but i like it's not that i need loads of people but i do like somebody to bounce stuff off yeah and yeah. um she was so busy and, and, and it would, it was, a, she's actually got a huge business going now, but also around that time, then I, um, the crash happened in 2008 and, yeah. um, I, but, but just before that, I, I said to her, I think I need to just leave this aside for a little while. And she was totally open to that because I needed to, I felt I needed to know more people. I was doing networking in that in Galway mm. and I was getting work, but I ended up going up to Dublin quite a bit. And I really want to, so I got a job, but I wouldn't have got this job unless I had done what I had done with my friend. I got um, sales and marketing manager in, in the Harbour Hotel in Galway. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and she was, and I loved that. And uh, for the time that I was there, I loved it. It was busy, very different, a um, lot of changes going on and everything. But then I realized then it was a lot of work. You're working there quite late hours. And that's the nature of in the, the job, you know? Yeah tourism industry and um i then i knew the fertility tree i had a miscarriage and fertility treatment wasn't really working so i my husband and i discussed it and we thought and also there was a lot of changes happening in the hotel we'd gone through a lot mm. of general managers it was just that time of the year yeah that time of yeah year. and i um 
took a few months off work and I, I decided not to go back because we were building a house and nothing was happening with the house because neither of us could get to it. Yeah. And um, lo and behold, didn't I get pregnant again? And Fantastic. Yes. And, and this time it was triplets. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. <gasps> yes. Shock. <laughs> now, what a shock. So um, at 36, I... I ended up uh, discovering that I and I was so happy that I was we were um, going to have triplets and we had no house ready or anything <laughs> and do you think taking time off work that really would have helped you was it would definitely it yeah okay yeah because yeah. my important for you my, my husband is in financial as well and he you know it was there was a lot of stress and going and coming and up to Dublin and you know I just think we it just needed a break for it to happen yeah and it did and thankfully Thank and God. that my life changed forever then <laughs> wow and were you on for long when you took time off and found out you were pregnant did you wait oh that time or no no I wasn't I think I was only off a couple of months wow. um yeah I was only off a couple of months and of course, because I had miscarriage and that, it was kind of worrying time because we knew, you know, I, it's high risk. I, I was considered a geriatric mum at 36. I know, I find that um, so, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was, a, it was, I, I remember being very excited though, and my husband was very worried, but I, I, I never felt anything could go wrong. I was so naive. I just thought this is it. That's great. To be a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. And I knew I, that's the, the interesting thing because when I was busy and I was doing well in my career, um, there was a part of me, especially when I were up in Dublin before we moved to Galway, I knew I didn't care about my career really much anymore. I wanted to be a mom. That was my sole purpose. I love and it. Yeah. I really wanted uh, so and and that's where I was at that time and I thankfully it did happen for me I know lots of people it, it sadly doesn't happen for yeah um, so I I believe that it, it it just and then they were born in 2008 uh, okay. just when everything kind of collapsed um, yeah so so it's funny that I you know I had three babies and um I, I, there was no idea about my career then I had that was gone I kind of was that a worry for you no you didn't worry about it no, no not at that time no okay. definitely not that didn't um that was nowhere in, in my radar yeah but uh, you know they were early babies and I, I I didn't really know many people we'd moved out the country um out kind of Connemara's side out near Thrard and I didn't really know many people out here but when they came along um which was amazing and everything I you know I wouldn't have had that many friends and I didn't realize how isolating it was going to be even though people called to see me and people yeah. were amazing yeah but I was very much on my own and you know you can't even go for a walk with three babies of course yeah yeah husband went back to work it was it was different you know Fair but much. I was happy and I was off with my three little babas and uh, making my you know kind of making sure they were okay. They were my prior priority. Yeah, that was my priority at the time. And that's brilliant that you had that time with them. And when, when did it come a stage then where you wanted to get back into the workplace or what was the motivation for you to start looking for work again? Well, I suppose when they were about, things were totally about them. Um, and I remember like 
you know, being honest about it all, it was like really like Groundhog Day for quite a while. And yeah, I can't imagine it. Yeah, and battles, and yeah, and, you, know, you know, and all that. And then, so I, that was. I knew that I probably would go back to work, but I I wasn't sure how it was going to happen. Like we we have a family here either, so we'd know okay. kind of you know grandparents around yes. or that. And three, also childcare was going to be a major problem with three. Of course. So I, I, when they were about three and the nappies were gone and the bottles were gone, I remember thinking, yeah, I need something. So this is where I'm saying that the change, even though I was, it went from being career orientated, kind of in my 20s, 30s. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, no, no. I really, now I really, I know I want children. I want to be a mom. Yeah. And that was the focus. But then around three, when they were three, four, and they started going to crash for a couple of hours for, I, I was kind of going, now what next? And there was an awful guilt in that because it was like, well, I got what I wanted. You know, I felt I was very, very blessed. I got more than I wanted. I got, you know, yeah. I was so blessed with this. But I, the guilt was there thinking, oh, I'd love now what, for me, I wanted to go back to work. And when you say the guilt was there, was it the guilt that you weren't working or was it the guilt that you wanted to work and leave your kids with somebody? Both. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, Yeah. both were there. Is the guilt that you're not working in that you don't have your own money? You you know, you felt I always, you know, had my own house, like my own money, everything in Dublin. Mm. And now it this there was guilt in that, and then there was guilt also in you know the kids had me for themselves, and I was there for them and happy to do it. And then I was thinking, well, now I now I want something else. It was like, you know, I was I ever going to be happy? Do you know, it's like you get what you want and then you're looking for something else. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, content. Yeah. But it also shows as well um, when you reach different stages of your life that different things matter to you more. So, you know, as you said, the kids turned three, you were in a different space again. And that probably brought up some new questions for you. Yeah. Yeah. And how do I go about doing it? And I, I, I wasn't sure how, how could I make it work. And then when they were around four, um, just before they started school and they were in Montessori, um, I decided to volunteer. I knew I wanted to do something else and I knew that it was something to do with psychology. And I remember going to, I think it's, it was, it's not false, but was it solace? And I remember doing, a, a, I asked a lot of my friends, um, I knew I wanted to do a course and yeah. I wanted to maybe retrain. I didn't feel I wanted to go back to marketing. I wanted to do something. I, I thought if I have this chance now in, oh, okay. and I'm going to do something that I really love, that I really, what I love now. Yeah. And I, and I didn't want to be doing the hours in marketing. I wanted to kind of have a bit of both. I wanted family and I wanted my, I wanted a career. So okay. I volunteered for, I looked, I volunteered for, it was called Positive Mental Health uh, with a wonderful lady called Violet Gavin. She used to go around to secondary schools and um, out of her own time, was all volunteer. And she would do modules with, with the students in uh, fourth year in transition. Oh. And it was all to do with their, their well-being and minding their well-being. Fantastic. And I, that was just amazing. And I used to go when the kids were in school. And I absolutely, I got no money from it or anything, but I, I was, it, I realized this was it. I loved it. And That's then I, I, I did a, I did a test. I asked friends and family what I was good at, what I wasn't good at. Kind of did a, I really, really 
thought about what I wanted to do this time. And I said, no, if I get this chance, I'm going to make sure that it's something I'm going to love. And okay. I did a personality test in that with, um, and it came out that this is to do something in psychology was really wow. What it was, which, which is what you wanted to do as well, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. And I, so I, I couldn't commit to it during the day. I, I wanted to do a psychology full psychology degree, but I knew that wasn't really possible. And I found a, a psychology course that it was two years by night in the university and psychology counseling. Okay. And I, I did that and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then I really, and I, I like the love that I said about therapy in the beginning. I, I really didn't see myself heading down the road of being a therapist. I, I actually, cause I was afraid I didn't want to do my own therapy. That was the funny thing. I, oh. you know, I didn't want to really look at, but, but I had a little nugget up what it was going to be like. Yes. And I then when I finished that, I, re, I kind of looked into others. And again, I was thinking of what I do at the full psychology degree, but it wasn't working out with family life and cost and everything. Yeah. And uh, I realized somebody else was telling me about a course that was in Athlone and it was a degree of um, training psychotherapy. Okay. And I, and I thought about it and I thought about it and I, and one day my husband, my husband worked in Dublin quite a bit and I, out of the blue, I, which is not like me because I'm usually a planner, I rang, I rang the, yeah. univers- the, the college and I said, I think, I, I really think I need to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And I, I, I met with, the, she, she happened to be in Galway, wow. the owner of the, of the college. And she said, I'm actually, where are you? And I said, she said, can you meet me in half an hour? And I went to meet her. And that was it. I knew then that was it. So you, you made a decision just as quick as that. I think that's fantastic. You obviously yeah. really wanted to do it. You really wanted to do it. And, yeah. I, I had, and I'd signed up. I didn't even, and I, it was weekends. It was going to be all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Um, huge self-development. That, you know, I, did, I really didn't realize how much I was going to be, I had to look inside. Oh, you, yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what was put, I think that's what was putting me off originally yeah. when I didn't want to do, you have to do your own therapy. You have to do your own personal therapy. You have to, it's huge self-development. You kind of nearly have to be broken down to be built back up again. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Mm. A lot of assignments, a lot of essays, group work, but it was the best thing I ever did. And how long did that last for, that course, that degree? Well, that's, um, they've added an extra year on and it's four years. Um, it's a four-year degree and it's, it's now I did it in three because I had the two years already. But when I say I did it in three, it meant that I, we, we had extra modules on. So instead of doing eight modules, I did, I think, five extra. But I had to fit those in in the academic year. Okay. So for, it was very busy. But, okay. Um, but it's still, at least I did it in, in three rather than four years. Yeah. And over that time that you were studying, what was happening to your career? Was, was this always a plan that when I'm finished, I'm going to be a therapist? Or had you decided... Did you know what this would lead to? Yes. At, at that stage, when I was training, I, from the first year, I knew I knew this was going to be, yeah, that it was yeah. Going to, I was going to end up. I knew the, the benefit of it when I did my own. Okay. I, I didn't until I did my own. Yeah. Okay. And that's why it's very, now in saying, being honest about it, in saying that, 
it really is the, the relationship between you and your therapist. You have to have a therapist that's going to challenge you, but that you trust. Yeah. You know, it can't yeah. be just sitting there and nothing, you know, just chatting. It's not, it's not the same as chatting with your friends. Yeah. And I suppose I had experience of what I wanted, to, what type of therapist I wanted to be and what type, type of therapist I didn't want to be. Um, okay. And it's all about, it's all about that trust and that relationship. Yeah. So you've made this huge step from being a marketing executive to being a mom of triplets. Now you're back at college. What, how then did you end up setting up your business or what was that process like for you? Well, while you're, when you're studying, you also have to be, um, you're, you're volunteering as well. And you're, I went to work for Let's Get Talking Galway, which is a fabulous um, place in Galway that, you know, they, they allow people that mightn't be able to pay huge amount of money for therapy. Everybody's entitled to get therapy there. Brilliant. And so I had, so I was doing my hours there and I was getting experience and I, I'm still working there. I actually am still working there. Fantastic. And then um, a friend of mine had said that I, you know, had been on this journey with me for the four years that maybe we would set up together. And, okay. um, and that's how we end up. And we have a place now in Flood Street. Fantastic. Um, okay. But as great. you know, then the, the pandemic happened. I know. <laughs> uh, but, but we are, but the good thing is we can actually do therapy online and I am, I'm online and it's, it's very effective. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The way of, and people need it now more than ever. So it's a, it's a good way of, of being able to reach people and being able to, you know, to be able to, and also I could keep on my clients that I already had. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and looking back over sort of, you know, the last number of years, you know, is there anything you'd like to have known or anything you would have told your younger self or would you have changed anything? Would I have changed anything? No, I wouldn't have changed anything because yeah. I think I'm, I'm right all those journeys are where, where I needed to be at that time. And interesting. I, yeah. And I, like, I, I suppose I don't know if my, my business card on my business card, I, I have, um, I have a slogan on it. It says, and it's my own, it's discover who you are at any stage of life's journey. So I believe that we're always in transition and, you know, and that's what was happening to me. And even yeah. though I loved where I was working, there was something telling me that I needed I needed to make the next jump or I needed to do yeah. something more. And I, and I suppose even I, I'm very, now I'm saying that it sounds, I might sound that, I, Oh God, she took the leap. And, but I'm very fear driven. I, I'm always afraid. <laughs> That's the yeah. truth. But I will kind of override it and kind of go, well, look, why, why not just go with it and see what will happen. And that's an interesting thing, the fear, because fear holds so many people back in making decisions. And I just found yeah. it so interesting that, you know, you picked up the phone and you rang that lady for that course in Athlone. Um, and do you think that at that stage, your fear had just gone and you're glad you went with it? Or if you thought about it longer, the fear would have come back? No, the fear was there even when I met her. And I remember going in in the car and going, God, I haven't even discussed this with me or my husband. I haven't discussed it with anybody. I'm just going off here now. But I, something led me and I okay. kept, but the fear was definitely there. I was okay. very anxious, very, 
um, then what would this lady think of me? She might look at me and say, look, God, no, you're not the right person and this wouldn't suit you at all. So the fear and the anxiety was constantly there inside me. But there's something, it's like feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. I kind of will override it. There was something stronger it. for you. Yeah, yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know, I like what you said, would you give yourself any advice, my younger self? I suppose I, I'd love to be able to say to worry less. But that's part of your personality, isn't it, really? It's very yeah. hard to... Um, and to trust myself more. I think if I were to say... So if I could go back and say something to myself, it's just like, trust this. Just trust what's going to happen. Yeah, that it works out. That it's that fine. It's meant out. to be. Meant yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, do you uh, have goals now? Like, do you write down your goals each year or how do you plan out what your business is going to do? Yeah, I, I do. I do have goals. I, they might be, I do small goals and I'm a big list person, um, okay. which drives my husband mental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like to, I like, I kind of might put down, and oh, this piece of paper all over my house, but I, and I have notebooks. And so I would write down kind of what, um, where, like, the, but my goals will change. Like, say now here yeah. with the pandemic. I never, I had nothing on social media or any of those things. Yeah. So I, and I, as I think I had said to you before, I'm, I'm not good. I didn't feel I was anyway good on social media, but because I didn't know, I hadn't, didn't give myself time to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, so now I'm doing a bit of that now at the moment and I try to go, well, if I can, I, I do this thing where I, during the week to try and help people just on this little journey that we're on at the moment right. and I do little posts up every week. I love so them. They're great. I, I, yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much. So <laughs> You're it's motivational Monday so, and yeah, they're really good. <laughs> True yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. just little, and that, that would have been a goal. I, so I kind of keep myself within or how, what I need next. Also, I'm a big champion of women and especially I feel I, my whole research was on female midlife and um you know what that is and, and is it a crisis or an awakening that was where i did 18 months of research and interviews oh, wow. and i really think this is a huge time for women and i'm working with another person as well um uh catherine and she's the wellness warrior in in based in dublin and she's amazing but she does all about the physical symptoms of midlife and then you know and i'd be you know more on the psychological and and the all those effects and what happens us in midlife because huge things happen for women in midlife that's fantastic um, so i'd like so that's another thing and, and helping and you know telling women what's happening because a lot of people go i i have so many women coming to me saying they might be feeling anxious and i i know all about that myself but uh, feeling anxious and not knowing why this feeling is coming up and sometimes they may go to a doctor and they might be given a prescription which is fine yeah yeah but sometimes that's just part of where they're at and that maybe okay. this is a an energy that maybe they need to work through wow. and talk through yeah that's so, fantastic so, 
So yeah. that would be another goal, putting that out there. And, and, and if, you know, there's different ways, you may need medication, you may need HRT, you may need change of lifestyle. So that's really kind of looking at the, the holistically. The I, I'm just going to say the whole lot of it and to, to be working with someone else on it, that's fantastic. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, I suppose, and you probably have loads of different books throughout even your studies and that, but would there be any books that you feel you could recommend to the listeners if they were in a situation where, you know, they might be going through a career change or they might not be sure where they're going in their life. Like what type of books do you read that, that you might find interesting? Yeah, I will. Um, I, first of all, I love reading. It's one of my favorite things to do is read when we get the chance. And I've always a book or a Kindle in my bag. But I, I suppose if I was to say, I love kind of just normal kind of books as well. I think we really need downtime. And I have done a few self-help books. But two that I think, especially for women in midlife, yeah. um, that I really, I, I know they might seem a little bit, um, I suppose, I, I, from a feminist point of view, but I don't mean it in that sense. It's not against men, but the, yeah. like the one that I found, especially when I was doing my research, and I, you know, I had to read a lot of books, was called the um, the feminine mistake. Okay. And that was by now. It's very American, and there's yeah. a lot in it. But the, that's by Leslie Bennett. Okay. And she she really says, you know, women need to keep their own identity, and separate from their children if they have children and their okay. husbands because that's when we sometimes we lose a bit of our identity and we don't know and I know certainly for myself when I was doing my own work through my college and my self-development I I really realized I, I really lost a sense of myself I, I really didn't know who Mary was anymore yeah 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 and she said to maybe, you know, I, this is the part that I suppose that I, most of us don't think about unless something happens. And, and I found that out in the research as well from interviewing people where we have to be able to earn our own money. See, a lot of us have been educated and when we have kids, we, we sometimes give up our jobs, which yeah. is fine. I was perfectly happy to do that. Um, but then we're financially dependent um, on somebody else. And that leaves us in a very vulnerable position should something happen yeah absolutely. Oh, like, it does yeah. happen it yeah. does yeah like i i have i know people that are 50 and would have had huge qualifications and are now going back to work after 15 years you know, i know that's pretty now you hope that that wouldn't be the case but it does happen so yeah um and also it's just asking us just to question and maybe to maybe for the next generation to question are we giving up too much and we don't really think about that unless and that's not down to men. It's just maybe us to kind of be yeah. more empowered in that sense. That's good. Um, I also the other one I love is Lean In. Yeah. L E A N, and that's the Cheryl Stanberg one. But that's I think that's fantastic. In brilliant. And I know yeah. not everybody likes that, but I think about where you know about how we stand back a little bit and we're brought up to be polite. And yeah. That's all, yeah. That's, you know, and maybe it, I you know I was I as I said I've been at lots of board meetings and I've noticed. I've noticed that in myself, I've noticed it in, in other women. And um, I recently I read Becoming Michelle Obama's I, It's on my list, yeah. Is that good? Really, yeah. really good. Yeah. And uh, she's very, very honest in, in how her role and how she didn't really, she didn't think, first of all, that Barack was going to become president. Wow. And she didn't really want him to. So, And how it affected her life and also her how she kind of put her career on hold as well and you know to 
interesting yeah so, yeah so she's just she's just one of us really only yeah. she ends up in the white house you know yeah they're um, they're really good books they're very good um books definitely something that i i know our listeners would be very interested in reading um and i hadn't heard of the first one so that's that's one that i'll definitely look at what about advice would you have any pieces of advice that i suppose you've had quite a varied career you know from when you first started out and and then going back to college and what you're working on at the moment if there was anyone in that position that's that's looking for something different what advice would you give them from your own experiences well, if I was to get advice, I suppose I would say invest time in yourself. Yeah. You know, see your see the value in you, and and discover who you are, and not just what others um, expect of you, or maybe down to you know we're we're very much driven by our roles in society. So sometimes you you don't know who you are other than I sister, daughter, mother wife um and you know and i you know there's another book which is really interesting and i often say to my clients i often remind myself of it too but it's a lady called um bronnie b-r-o-n-n-i-e where w-a-r-e and she was she worked in palliative care and she wrote a book about the regrets of the dying Oh, wow. And the one, the, the biggest regret most people have on, on on their deathbed is they say, "I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, and not the life others expected of me." Oh, that always gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Wow. I just say, and that's where I suppose I saw, uh, you know, the the journey. Like I know in college. Um, I brought in, a, a, we had to do a check-in every every morning. And one, I was on one morning and I brought in this song. It was Miley Cyrus, The Climb. Yeah. And that's, that inspired me when I was doing my business card because it's about that climb. It's a climb. We're always climbing. We'll never reach the top. And, it, yeah. you know, it's each, at each stage of your life, you're on a different part of the climb. And it's so nothing. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the journey. We have and to not, enjoy the journey. Like we can't always enjoy be the journey for to reach the top. As you said, we're never going to reach the top. But if we don't live enjoy the, the journey, what, what are we doing? Yeah. So yeah. it's about the journey. It's all about to, and to be mo- to, to notice the journey. It's not about the destination. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, that's the first thing to invest time in you and it, be it, that's why therapy is so important because that's you get an hour and that's it it's just all about you it's all yeah. about you and without um judgment and me saying oh really did that happen to you last week oh should that happen to me last week it's more it's all about my client it's not about what about me my, i'm out i'm just there as a facilitator yeah and finding the potential in people in there because humans have so much potential and resilience and to bring that out and to find their meaning and purpose. And I also, uh, the other one would be what I said earlier is don't, don't let fear stop you. Don't get in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after fear is freedom. So even if it's not the way you expect it to work out, it's a different. After fear is freedom. That's fantastic. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And not to be afraid of failure because yeah, you know, failure is growth and it just yeah. tells you a different way of being. Um, and also to trust yourself. I think if we can 
trust yourselves and also uh, I th women in particular have huge instinct yeah and and I you know we, we I work on body and body is you know I wasn't aware of my own body and I don't know if it's ever happened to you Emery but where you might something in your body is telling you no 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 and you still go ahead and you realize and you go why didn't I listen to myself yeah. so our body reacts first it's, we're all we're connected mind body soul and that's the holistic part so get in touch with what your body is telling you wow that's brilliant that is such good advice oh thank you yeah no I love it I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking that's that's absolutely fantastic it really is yeah and like, w could you say that you're now living life on your own terms after going through all these changes and going back to college and, and, and now where you are today, do you feel that you are at that stage where you can turn around and say you're living life on your own terms? Um, well, if I've been totally honest, it's, I suppose no, because like, yeah. if you have family and, and you have obligations, you're not going to be going, hello, I'm off now on my holidays and, uh, and daddy's coming and we're leaving you at home. Yeah. You know, so those things, no. But definitely I'm living them on more terms, on my own terms now, more Brilliant. than I did before. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, okay. I, uh, yeah. so it's, the re it's, of course, we've compromised and it's kind of, you know, making sure everybody's okay. But I definitely are bringing me more into it. Yeah. I was very much about everybody else and their needs. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely come to some more balance. But it's, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses and bubbles. It's, it's real life, but it's, it's much, it's, it's definitely nicer and it's, I feel happier. I feel yeah. more me. I yeah. think there's more me. Um, and also the scary part of it is fine, you know, because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's next, but it's exciting as well. If you it's supposed there's an energy about me, I have an energy, a life force inside me that's yeah. bursting to, to go on to the next bit and enjoy this bit. And, you know, I see a, a future, yeah. a happy future. Yeah, and you look at you. You see it. You seem so excited when you're talking about it. So, like you can see it in yeah. you. You know, um, and yeah. it, it's it's a progress the whole time. But once you're you're on the path to know how it is to live life in your own terms, I think that's it's all part, as you said, the journey. It's not not worrying about getting it's to all the destination. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And enjoying yeah. it. And I, I suppose if I was to say one thing, it would be just do it. Yeah, great. Yeah, and worry about it. and then it'll all it'll all of course not being as I say you, ha, you might have to think about your family and your friends of course friends are hugely important as well but just do it and then we we can figure it out from there just make True. the first move yeah make the decision and go for it yeah yeah exactly well I'm going to put your link on the podcast as well so if anybody's interested in finding out more they can click on that and I'm so uh, delighted to have had this chat and find out a bit more about you and I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future, Mary. Definitely, Anne-Marie. And next time I'll be hearing your story. Ah, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.